0: Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This is Miller Thomas, always wonderful host of this podcast. I graduated from college about a week and a half ago now, I'm gonna and I'm in need of a full-time job, so please go check out my website millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Remember, every show is brought to you now by Built Bar because it tastes like a candy bar, but it's actually a protein bar. Healthy, it's great for you. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order at com. Now, on today's show... I touched on this a little bit on Monday's pod, but I really want to delve into the DH rule, uh, the changes that possibly could be coming if MLB returns, the universal DH, and who I think are the best candidates for the D-backs in their uh, DH spot. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into it. First, I want to just talk about the DH rule. This is something that I never... Understood why we couldn't implement further. I know I've seen a, a story or it's like a 30 for 30 about the guy who went on the fishing trip and then he missed the vote for and they were trying to implement the DH rule and the NL and he could have been a game changer, yada yada. But I still don't understand why there could have been uh, another ruling to change it. I mean, we see rules get changed all the time. It's because of the CBA. I don't know. We saw a couple rules that got implemented that were going to be implemented into the 2020 season anyway with only uh with pitchers if they came into a middle of an inning they were either going to have to finish out the inning or face at least three three pitchers so things like or face at least three batters that pitcher when they came into the inning if it was a relief guy they would have had to face at least three batters or finish out the inning so we've seen new rules get implemented uh, to start a season so I don't know why the DH rule could have never been implemented further uh, or earlier in in uh, baseball, uh, even after we had that voting years ago. Did you need a vote on it again? Was it a CBA problem? Couldn't you just, uh, you know, propose it to the players' union or vice versa? So I don't know why, but we are finally – but it finally sounds like we might be getting a DH in and, and the NL, and I just love that idea. I just never understood why the NL didn't do it. I hear, you know – baseball old baseball heads you know the old guys talk about oh the sport of the baseball the purity of it we we need it to have we, we need to have a pitcher in that that last spot you need or you hear uh, other guys you know my age or or older talk about the the D not having a DH in the NL and they're like oh the strategy of the game it's harder uh it's harder to pitch and have strategy there's more thinking about it when you have a a DH in there, uh, when you have a pitcher in there, I mean, instead of a DH. It, there's more things you have to worry about and account for. Stop it. It's not harder to pitch against a pitcher than an actual position player at the DH spot. I don't think any pitcher would be like, oh, yeah, you know what? It's actually tougher to get Zach Granke out than David Ortiz at the DH spot. Stop it. No, no. I don't understand why. People think it's better to have a pitcher than a DH. Wouldn't you rather have a guy that can go out there and actually hit the ball than someone who you know would just hopefully can lay down a bunt? That's all you're hoping for, your pitchers. You're hoping they could lay down a good sacrifice bunt or or a pot fly. Every now and then, you know, you, you do have those pitchers like a bum Bumgarner on the D-backs who could get you five, six home runs in a season. You know, even a Zach Greinke who's a pretty good pitcher who can rake, but that's rare. You don't see a lot of pitchers like that. I never understood why you people thought it was smarter to have a pitcher than DH. Don't tell me for strategy and it's better for the game, and it's harder to account for when there's a pitcher. Yeah, it is harder to account for when you're the offense because you're having a guy go out there that's not an offensive player. they're not used to holding a bat. they're not comfortable with it. They're not even usually skilled at there. Skilled at it. John Lester, I knew had a, a long streak when he used to play for the Red Sox, whenever they went to interleague play, he could never get a base hit against anyone as a pitcher. So why would I want to subject uh basically have a spot in the lineup where I know if, if I have that guy coming up in a critical spot, it could essentially be an easy out. Game on the line. How many times do you see a game on the line or at least a big situation? Maybe a guy on second and third, one or two outs, and you're like, Man, uh, A run here could really increase my lead or really bring me back in the game or even tie it up, take the lead. And you know what? Sometimes you have a pitcher going up to the plate, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to try to lay down a a bunt. They're going to try to get a sack fly. They're just going to get struck out. It's that simple. It's rare that you see your pitcher come through. Yes, it does happen, but the consistency of it is not very high. It does not happen enough for me to want to keep my pitcher in there. I could get my – find a, a DH, like a big poppy. If this was, you know, 2017 when they implemented this rule, maybe the D-backs re J.D. Martinez and just make him the everyday DH. You have a David Peralta in the outfield. You could still have – maybe they still trade for Starling Marte, Cole Calhoun. I don't know, but having G, J.D. Martinez, your DH spot now if you're the D-backs, wow. Maybe you still pick up Christian Walker – and you keep Goldschmidt, now you put Christian Walker as your DH. He could get you 30 home runs. Just imagine all the possibilities that could happen with a DH rule. Think about all the kind of players you could put in that spot now to make your lineup more that much more potent. I never understood why we try to convince ourselves that having a DH is no bueno. It's not good for the game, but in reality it is. And I think we all just need to get over the... The the fact that it looks like we're moving to a place where the DH is finally going to come to the NL, and that's right for the sport of baseball. If you look at any other league uh, in terms of sports with NBA and NFL, you know where they're moving toward? They're moving toward offense. That's what people want to see. That's what drives ratings. No one wants to see a pitcher go out there and get out. No one wants to see a pitcher go out there and strike out or lay down a bunt. Or, or, or just a slow dribbler with bases loaded in a big game situation. No one wants to see that. We want to see a guy that could go up there and get a grand salami with the game on the line. Because he's that good and we know he can do it consistently. Stop telling me these pitchers are better for the game when they're hitting in the ninth hole. We know where the pitchers are hitting. How many times does the pitcher hit above the ninth? Maybe the 8th somehow. Uh, the 8th hole, sometimes when you want to put maybe a speedster, the ninth to have your thing where you feel like you're resetting the lineup, even though that really doesn't make any sense to me either. I never really got that because you are just reset the lineup when you go back to the top of the order anyway. I don't know how putting a guy in the 8th spot makes you feel any more like you're about to reset the lineup. That one always went over by my head, but we need the DH rule, and I'm about to lay out some guys who I think will fit perfectly. For that spot, coming up. First, let me tell you guys about Bilt Bar, because it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it comes in these 16 amazing flavors, y'all. You have eight with chocolate and nuts, and eight with chocolate and without nuts, just in case you have allergies. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. And the reason I like them is because I'm a health-conscious guy. I'm back on my health grind, but I still have a craving for junk food every now and then. So what do I do? I just eat a Bilt Bar because it's great for losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are, get this, low-calorie, low-sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So if you want yours, just go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON You'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BiltBar.com. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24 Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author John Shea. Whether you're missing your favorite players on the field this season or you're looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fan favorites, living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now, wherever audiobooks are sold. Let's get back into it and let me show you my candidates, my top three guys for the D-Backs, if they were to bring the DH the DH spot back to the MLB in 2020. My three candidates are Jake Lamb, Seth Beer, and Kevin Cron. So Jake Lamb, we know who that is. He's on the final year of his contract with the D-Backs right now, entering his age 29th season. He's been, you know, in and out of the lineup the last two seasons. In 2019, only played 78 games. And in 2018, only played 56 games. But the last season where we saw him fully healthy, he was an all-star. 2017, 30 bombs, 105 ribbies, only bad 248. But he ate a lot of pop. And he just seems like the kind of guy that could be perfect for a DH spot, especially considering you have Eduardo Escobar Manning. Third, you have Christian Walker Manning. First right now. There just doesn't seem to be a spot for Jake Lamb, but now with the DH spot, I think he'll be great as a guy who maybe doesn't hit for a high average but could definitely provide that pop in the middle of the lineup. I could see him as a great number six hitter, number five, number six hitter, probably number six hitter for this D-backs team, the guy that could bring in power and protect guys like a Eduardo Escobar or Christian Walker in the lineup. I would love to see him bring that batting average up a little bit but even with him at the DH spot, now he could even rotate a little bit more with Eduardo Escobar and Christian Walker. He could give them some breathers at first or third base, really play those corner infield routes or corner infield bases. He won't be in he won't be playing defense as much as he would probably like. But he could get his bat in the lineup a good amount with his DH spot and with his power hitting tools. I think it could be a real asset. He could really be a guy that could help the D-backs in that home run department. They're usually middle of the pack in that area. So if you could add a guy like him who could get you near 30, David Feralta, a Cole Calhoun, a Keto Marte, a Starling Marte, uh, all those guys, a Christian Walker, Eduardo Escobar, if all those guys are hitting you, between 25 and you know 30 home runs. I think the D-backs are going to look in pretty good shape in that home run department. I think Jake Lamb, you know, entering his contract year, maybe has a little bit of resurgence. He's really sh- trying to prove to so many people not just the D-backs but also other suitors if he, if he hits free agency, if he doesn't resign with the team. He has to show other suitors that he can stay healthy and he's still a valuable piece. That 2017 season wasn't just a one-year wonder or a fluke. So I think Jake Lamb is motivated. He's talked about it. He wants to come back to the game and and really show what he's been working on for the last couple of seasons since he hasn't been fully healthy. I think Jake Lamb and the DH spot could really be a big boost for this D-backs team. Now the second guy I want to look at is Seth Beer. He is a guy that was acquired in that one. Oh, I accidentally almost closed my tabs on here. But he was acquired in that trade for Zach Grenke from Houston. And he was a pretty highly rated prospect. And he's been doing pretty good in the minors. He hasn't made it to AAA yet. But when you look at his stats in the minor leagues, the guy can definitely rake it up. If we look at his 2019 season, and the errors just in the Arizona Fall League he batted 315 with one home run in only 19 games so he did pretty well there and then in 2019 still the same year but in 2019 between Double A and high A he batted 289 103 ribbies 26 home runs the guy was a real a real productive hitter he was a real beast honestly even even if you look back in 2018 back when he played with uh, Clemson in the ACC, NCAA, bat three hundred one to twenty two home runs. So this guy's been a pretty consistent, you know, two ninety to three hundred hitter during his time in college and the minor. So you like to see that. You like to see how he hasn't had a drop off as he's you know progressed through the ranks from college to low A to high A to double A. Seems like his hitting has been consistent. Uh, when he made it to double A, he batted two ninety nine. Uh, with Houston, but when he got to Arizona, he went to their A system. Only bad 205. That's something you would definitely like to see get raised, but we saw him in the Arizona Fall League, and he was way better than that. So that at least gives you hope that he was just adjusting when he came over, and he wasn't fully immersed yet into the, the D-backs program, but he looks to be comfortable now. He looks to finally begin his feet under him. He's only Twenty-two, entering twenty-three, so he's still very young. He's a guy that has some popping power. So I think he could be another guy like a Jake Lamb who could spell out those corner infields and you know, maybe one day be a real uh everyday player, you know. Christian Walker is about thirty. He doesn't really have a pedigree. He only had that one year, so maybe Christian Walker you know, regresses a little bit to the mean, and then maybe Christian Walker becomes that DH more, and Seth Beer becomes everyday first baseman. You never know. It was acquired in the Zach Greinke trade. He does have some clout around him. I think he's a pretty highly regarded prospect by a lot of people. So I think I could definitely, I mean, he was taken in the first round, so I could definitely see him trying to make a, I could definitely see him making an impact in 2020, and even beyond, I could see him being the first baseman of the future, depending on how things play out with Christian Walker, and I would love to see him get a chance. A power guy, a guy that can hit for average, he'd be the perfect kind of guy to play that DH spot. Now, the next guy that I want to look at, the final guy, is Kevin Kron, the younger brother of CJ Kron, who I think just played with the... Uh, Minnesota Twins this past season. Kevin Cron is a guy who's been in the system for a while now. He's been with Arizona in the system since 2014, since he was 21. He's 26 years old now. So he's a pretty old you know, prospect, even though he's not really considered a highly talented prospect anymore, just because he's so much older, 26 years old. But one thing about Kevin Cron that he has going for him is that he's the minor league home run king. In 2019, he swatted 39 bombs between the D-backs and uh, the minors. And he batted 38 bombs in Reno. So this guy was definitely uh, he was a big-time player when it came to just smashing home runs. The rate at which he smashed home runs was just phenomenal. It seems like almost every time he went up to bat, the man would just smack in the ball and that's why he was able to get you know 39 home runs in just 84 games. So it's crazy to think about. The man's 6'5" 250. So he's LeBron's you know weight but with a you know about 3 to 4 inches smaller. So the dude is huge. The dude is massive and he, and he hit for average too. That's the thing. Wasn't it like he would just like a Chris Davis batting 200 between you know the D-backs and Reno he actually had pretty nice batting numbers. He batted 329, and he had 107 ribbies, the 39 bombs I mentioned. The man did a lot. The guy was very good, and I think as a guy who's not even considered as a top 30 prospect in the D-back system by Baseball America, I think there's something there. I, I think you could see a guy like that who we know is a masher but not really a guy who's going to give you anything defensively. He seems like the perfect kind of guy. Maybe he's like a David Ortiz story, a guy, you know, who who left the Twins because he was considered a guy that couldn't really do much defensively and wasn't really the power hitter or even the, the contact hitter that we know today, but he developed into that. Maybe Kevin Cron could do the same. Maybe he could do the same kind of path. He batted 331, like I said, but he had also a 449 OBP. The man was insane or not OBP. I think that's actually his uh no 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 no, that's actually his OBP. So he had a 449 OBP. He had a career high 16, 16.2% walk rate and 20.4% strikeout rate. So he, om- he almost walked as much as he struck out. And considering how much he hit the long ball, it really makes you think about what he can do in the D back system if he was every day. Uh, DH. I mean, he's still young. I mean, I said 26, so that's old for a prospect, but still in terms of baseball, he's still very young. He still could go out there and get it. J.D. Martinez, you know, didn't take over until the last five seasons when he was like 27. He was right around Kevin Cron's age, so maybe Kevin Cron can be the new J.D. Martinez, and I think seeing Jake Lamb maybe back in the uh, full-time DH role, that could look good. Since we already know he's been an all-star before one season, he has a potential for for a resurgence. Knowing he's entering free agency, so he has a lot going for him. Seth Beer, he's a highly touted prospect. Came over in the Zach Greinke trade, so he definitely wants to prove himself that he's worth it for being part of that trade. Uh, he's been killing it in the minors, so he's still very young. So he's another guy that I think is a very tantalizing idea as well. And then as i said kevin cron the minor league home run king a little bit older but still only 26 year old 26 years old absolutely raked in triple a so i think these three guys are real candidates to be dhs for the team in 2020 and honestly whichever one uh whichever one of these guys makes it i'm going to be happy i think they all have a real case and a real shot at doing it and i think i will give i'm not going to be upset uh, whoever Tori Villa chooses for that opportunity, because I think they all have a a real case and a real what's the word I'm looking for, but basically a real case as to why they they should be in that spot. You know that none of them are entitled to that position. I guess none of them are you know deserving of it. None of them they they all have to earn it. And they all have a reason for wanting to earn it. They all have a reason to wanting to go after and capture it themselves instead of it just being handed to them as I'm trying. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. None of them are going to feel like the DH spot is handed to them. All of them are going to feel like they have to go out and take it, and that's why I won't be upset with any of them getting the DH spot. Thank you everyone who tuned into this edition of the Locked On podcast. Go we'll tell you Alexa device to play the newest edition of the Locked On Fantasy MLB draft. And go to BiltBar.com if you want to use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. And also go to Postmates.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $100 of free delivery credit. So BiltBar.com, Postmo, Postmates.com, promo code LOCKEDON for both. $10 off at BiltBar.com for your First order and a hundred dollars a hundred dollars of free delivery credit at postmates.com. Everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay inside. Peace.